chill has descended upon the studio. Darkness is at hand, and our co-host, Veda Himetha, is missing in action because she went to stay at an Airbnb called the House of a Thousand Corpses, and no one knows what's happened to her. It's the scariest time of the year at Findlaw. <laughs> Don't judge me. The show about the law in real life. I'm Laura Temi, and I'm joined by Joe Fawbush. Happy Halloween! Thank you, Joe. Halloween's come early. It's my favorite time of year. And we also have, I, well, I think that's Andy Leonetti over there, right? Laura has hired me to follow her around and talk like this at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would be Andy, creepy. If I had the money, I would. I would do that. I would fly you up here, and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about, about you two, but I started, well, I watch I watch scary movies all year round, but I started the seasonal ones like in the last week of August, so <laughs> I've been gearing up for this for a long time. I hate Halloween, but I'm very excited for this. <laughs> I love Halloween. All the little kids come to your door, they're all excited about it. Come on, what's not to like? I don't like scary yeah. movies, though. I will say that. I'm, I'm a wimp when it comes to scary movies. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's fair. I'm it's a huge wimp, except... Vincent Price, I think I could handle, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, some of that old school stuff is is not very scary. I think you'd be okay. So yeah, like I said, I, I I'm a wimp. Do you, do either of you go to haunted houses or anything like that? Do that around Halloween? Yeah, I've been to a couple. Yeah, actually, where or where I went to college in in Duluth, Minnesota, not Duluth, Georgia. Um, there's a haunted ship, which is a a decommissioned navy vessel that gets turned into a giant haunted house. Um, it's very, it, it's very fun. And it actually was fairly scary. Um, from what I remember. Yar, who knows what <laughs> horrors await <laughs> in this ship. Yeah, the only thing better than a pirate is a spooky pirate. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've been to a haunted house since I was a teenager, but I remember them being kind of underwhelming. Like, I don't remember ever being particularly scared, but apparently they get some people because... I've actually been reading about some lawsuits that people have been filing because haunted houses were too scary. That would be me. I'm the plaintiff <laughs> in all of these. Spoiler alert. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> there, I will say there are some that are very scary, though. Like there's one here in Minneapolis called Haunted Basement that is notoriously, like you have to sign oh, a waiver. Yeah, it's no, very, no, no, very no, scary. No, 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 no. I haven't been to one since college, and that was because a girl I liked wanted to go. So I sucked it up and went and I hated every second of it. I feel like that's why probably 72% of people go to a haunted house. It's yeah. just to impress someone that they have a crush on. I'm not scared. No, it's fine. Just, just pee in my pants in the dark and it's in the dark. So no right, one can right, see. Yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> so, Joe, what what exactly is the, the basis for people's lawsuits? Are they getting injured or? Yeah, I was actually just going to mention because th there was one case that's kind of stands out above the rest. And this was not, you know, a little kid, a teenager or somebody trying to impress uh, a would be girlfriend or anything. This was a 44 year old <laughs> man. He was out with his buddies. This was in California. 
Oh, he's trying to impress his buddy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so we went to something called the Haunted Trail in San Diego. Apparently, it's a it's a pretty good one, and they have something at the end that they call the Carry Scare. Like I said, I don't oh. re- I don't I don't watch horror movies, but apparently, in the original Carry, do they dump blood on you? Well, it did, no, this didn't involve the dumping blood, but um, spoiler alert: at the end of <laughs> it's Carrie, a very old movie, Joe. This movie was released in the 70s, folks. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there's like a, a one final scare, you know, like mm-hmm. everything is resolved and it seems like it's yep. going to be okay. And then the movie jumps out and scares you. And so mm-hmm. there's this was the same idea. Okay, everybody was going to leave and you think you're done. Uh-huh. And then there's one final guy who jumps out with a chainsaw. It's, it's a fake chainsaw. <laughs> But I mean, a, a very realistic looking chainsaw that smells like it's a gasoline chainsaw. And so this guy thought it was real, got very, very scared. Uh, he was like, I, you know, I smelled the gasoline. I at, told him to stop and uh, he chased after me. And so he ran away and he fell and he fractured both of his wrists. And, and he was in a cast oh. for four months. Oh, my gosh. And so that's hey, are you all right, man? It's just a joke. <laughs> right. So yeah, he so he did file a lawsuit and it didn't go anywhere. And there are two reasons why it didn't go anywhere. One is in California, there's something called primary assumption of the risk, and it works just like assumption of the risk. That means that when you go to participate in an activity, you're kind of assuming certain things that are inherent. To that activity you know if you're gonna sign up for horseback riding lessons and you fall off the horse you know that's kind of something mm-hmm. you have to be aware of if you're gonna go horseback riding and it's sure. the same thing with haunted houses if you're gonna sign up to be scared you, you kind of gotta do you it. might fall and, over <laughs> yeah um <laughs> and then the other thing is a lot of haunted houses do make you sign a liability mm-hmm. uh waiver and I think it's actually good publicity, among other things. Like, we're yeah. so scary that you have to sign a waiver to get in here. I yeah, think it's absolutely. good marketing. No one gets in or out <laughs> without signing a waiver. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so those are the two big obstacles to suing a haunted house. Uh, they do happen, though, quite regularly. And it's not like a blanket waiver. I mean, if you walk into the boat, that it has the haunted house in it and there's a hole in the boat, you know, like that's, that's something they can be sued for, but just yeah. kind of your average jump scares and creepy crawlies and things. Uh, the actors at haunted houses tend to not be able to get into your personal space. Right. So if they do that, they could be land in trouble. If they have obvious dangers that they don't warn you about that kind of thing, you can still sue the haunted house for that. But no, if you're like if you're just looking to have a good time and it was a little more than you bargained for, um, I, I would not want to be the plaintiff who tried to sue for intentional infliction of emotional distress after right. leaving a haunted house. Right? I think. Yeah. When you put it like that, it's it's a little ridiculous. You'll end up on the list of craziest lawsuits ever that we do next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about you next time. Mm, sorry, <laughs> sir. All transactions are final. <laughs> I really hope you keep this up uh, the whole episode. 
And I'm just imagining like, yeah, some 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 guy doing a Vincent Price voice, like talking about the lame contract language of of like paying to go into a haunted <laughs> yeah. house and whatever. Explaining your legal rights before you sign yes. away. Honestly, I that would that would be hilarious. I would love that. <laughs> Just like a yeah, a guy with like half his face falling off, just explaining all the <laughs> But again, I like I'm oh man, yeah, I'm just kind of a creepy weirdo. Can you respoil Carrie for me? Because I've seen it before and I'm not gonna watch it again. But what is what is the the super deluxe scary ending? It's the hand that comes out. From under after the house collapses. Yeah, the house collapses. And then the hand comes out. That's right. Okay. I watched it and it was not that scary, but I watched it. <laughs> I watched it really in the middle not. of the day at work. So, you know, <laughs> yes, like, of course. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what is your scariest movie? Of all the, I, for me, I can't even watch The Shining. I tr- I try watching The Shining. Oh, I time. love oh. The Shining. I love The Shining. Oh, it's just brutal. Oh man. I love that movie. Oh, it's incredibly well done. It's just, I, it's just nightmarish. The movie that really kind of put me off to modern, scare-tastic whatever was The Ring. That one scared me too. And like back in, yeah. back when it I was came out when I was in college. Younger. I went to the movie theater with some friends, and I was like, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to. <laughs> and I went and I wasn't feeling well either. I was like hopped up on NyQuil. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I went home and I went back to my dorm and my roommate was gone that night. So I was in my dorm room alone and not sleeping well because I was on night because of NyQuil. And I would keep <laughs> imagining the TV turning on, you know, with oh, that static yeah. uh-huh. thing. Yeah, that's what. So eventually I had to turn on my TV uh, like plug in some Christmas lights and then eventually at like 4 a.m. or something, I was able to finally like fall asleep. But then like the mm-hmm. next night scared, scared, uh, beepless again. <laughs> um, it lasted, it lasted for, it lasted for a while for like a couple weeks. Oh, wow. That is like, last. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of like, being there in bed, looking over at that turned off TV and just seeing it come on. After that, anytime friends were like, hey, you want to go see this horror movie? I'm just, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm into horror movies now, but the, the ring was actually the one that put me off them for a long time until even just a couple years ago. The yeah, the ring and the original the original version of it with Tim Curry that also scared the living crap out of me. Recently, the scariest thing I've seen is probably the the Netflix series um, Haunting of Hill House. Oh. I'm not going to watch that. It's very, it's very, very good. Like the story is amazing and the, the acting is very good. But whoo, it gets it gets in your head a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm literally just going to watch horror movies from the 70s over and over again. Because that's that's about <laughs> that's most of what I that's watch. That's about anyway. it for me. Like, I'm just going to keep watching The Exorcist. <laughs> The Omen, yep. Rosemary, oh, the Rosemary's Baby. I'm just gonna watch those movies over yep. and over again, yeah. and and <laughs> that can be the extent of my horror. Psychological horror is cool, though. I can do psychological. Not into the blood and guts. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah you couldn't pay me to watch that Saw franchise. I yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, there's no, not no, enough no, money no. in the world for nope. that. That level of body horror is not is not really my thing. 
But actually, speaking of body horror, um, <laughs> something I wanted to talk about today was cannibalism. Because what a nice, cheery topic <laughs> for this lovely day that we're here recording here with my favorite people talking about eating human flesh. My favorite horror leads me my favorite horror movie then Cannibal the Ooh, Musical. That wow, that's a very that's I've never heard of one. it. Yeah. That was a oh, Trey nice. Parker yeah. and Matt Stone <laughs> okay. um I think essentially oh, like wow, a, okay. it was pre-South Park. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be a spooky season episode without some talk of like vampires and zombies. And it, it might surprise you to learn that in 49 states, it's technically not illegal to consume human flesh. Really? Unfortunately, if you're in Idaho, there is an actual law against cannibalism mm. in Idaho, which made me wonder what was going on in Idaho that they <laughs> had to codify this. The Rocky Mountains, that's where cannibalism but, yeah, happened. Under chapter 50 of the state's criminal code, which, by the way, it's a chapter entitled Mayhem, by the way. Um, which also made me laugh. So it's, it's nice. mayhem General crimes, mayhem. I guess. Um, the willful ingestion of human flesh or blood is punishable by up to 14 years in prison. But, you know, before you go out and try to find some of the other, other white meat for dinner, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry. That was gross. <laughs> Although it's not technically illegal, there are some other legal ramifications of, cannibalism and blood drinking and such for example murder is still murder <laughs> even if someone volunteers just ask uh what was his name armin mivis the german guy who videotaped himself killing and eating a man in like 2002 mm. yeah the dude his victim like agreed to it right yeah volunteered he, yeah they yeah they had corresponded online this guy volunteered to do it and even on the video it's like it's very clear that this guy is consenting oh to being God. dismembered and eaten and now, now you just gave me nightmares for three weeks. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> the the yes, the German cannibal. But yeah, he was still he was still convicted, I believe, of manslaughter. If you feel yourself feeling the urge to consent to having yourself eaten by another human, <laughs> there is help out there. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. What what a helpful PSA. <laughs> Oh, I've got some helpful PSAs today when it comes to eating people. Um, what's that movie where they go, it's oh, people? Yeah, Soiling Green. <laughs> Soiling Green. There we go, Soiling Green. Well, and, and for the for the first-year law students out there, um, there's always the, the review of Regina versus Dudley and Stevens. Andy, <laughs> once again, I said Regina with an R. It's a British case from 1884. So this is kind of the basis for, like, in the U.S. when it comes to cannibalism. Uh, it's a criminal law case where four guys are stuck at sea in a lifeboat. I think two gang up on the third and kill him. And one guy didn't want them to do it, but he helped eat the guy anyway. <laughs> He's like, well. <laughs> like, if you're making a pot of coffee, sure, I guess. But yeah, all right. Right. Like, well, okay, yeah. Um, you know, you want to get a plate of fries for the table. I don't want to, like, diminish it too much. They did kill this guy. But yeah, the court held that this was still murder, even though these people claimed that they only did it because they were at risk of starving. So, yeah, you know, just in general, you know, don't kill anybody. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that. In that movie, Alive, about the, that soccer team that crashed mm, in the mm -hmm. Andes, they didn't kill anyone, right? They only ate I, people yeah, who died. I think, yeah, I think so. Well, and then the other aspect to keep in mind with this is that there are also laws against desecrating corpses. So... Usually we talk about that in the context of like funeral home and cemetery liability, but the rules here still apply. 
The desecration of a corpse can include grave robbing, misplacing remains, disfigurement, and some states do include consuming uh, human remains. Oh, darn. And I just got my (laughs) new smoker. (laughs) I hate to break it to everyone. I, I know I sort of teased you at the beginning there, but because of all of these these other statutes, most states have indirectly made it impossible to legally obtain and consume human body parts. So, you know, just maybe find something else to do this Halloween. <laughs> what if you found someone like who had died in a hiking accident? Are you asking me about like the roadkill rules? Um, yeah, essentially. Well- <laughs> because, because what I was saying is that, is that even, you know, like the other thing is that like, Grocery stores would not be legally allowed to package and sell human flesh. Right, right. Because um, there's all sorts of regulations about mm-hmm. meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, what? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but you would probably have some sort of legal duty to report a dead body. Yeah, I think you do in most jurisdictions. And uh, yeah, I, I imagine these, these desecration of a corpse statutes would kick in at that point. Even if you find a body somewhere, you can't do anything to it legally. Didn't think I'd be talking about that today. Now, let's say, just to be (laughs) clear as well, that you have a friend over to your house and madness takes its toll and you scare your friend to death. (gasps) Oh. Can you eat him? (laughs) I was looking forward to your Halloween party until now. That's, uh, that's, That's disappointing, Andy. Can you eat him? <laughs> I will consult with my legal counsel, who I find on findlaw.com. Exactly. If you have further questions about cannibalism, consult with an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Or a psychologist>. <laughs> <laughs> we can say unequivocally, don't eat people. <laughs> please, please don't eat people. Please don't eat people. <laughs> Look, you come to me for the uh, for the hard hitting legal takes. You know what, Vincent? Vincent raises a good point, though that say you you scare a friend to death in your home um and you then want to sell your house because oh sure you can't sleep yeah. at night in that house anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. um <laughs> i see i think i see where you're going with this <laughs> and you consult with a real estate agent um and uh of course i'm talking about real haunted houses not fake Ooh, ones where dudes yes. dress up like jason and <laughs> use chainsaw noises i'm talking about you're out house hunting and something grotesque has happened in that home i was surprised to find out that in a large swath of this country nobody's got to tell ah. you a darn thing yeah <laughs> yeah i think there are places am i correct that i believe there are places where if you specifically ask about it they can't lie to you like Correct. If you say, hey, um, was somebody murdered in this house? They, they can't say, oh, no, definitely not. No, no, no. The only states in the entire country with required disclosure laws are Alaska. You must disclose a murder or a suicide within the past year. South Dakota, you must, it's the same, murder or suicide within the past year. New Jersey, you must disclose if it's intertwined with the physical condition of the home like someone died in the house due to toxic mold. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And then California must disclose any death within the last three years. And the seller must also disclose any known death in the home if the buyer asks. 
Um, and that's also the case for Delaware, Georgia, and Kentucky, which requires you to respond honestly. Some other states have, like Maine requires an agent to get written permission from the seller to disclose the information if the buyer in- inquires. Some states recommend that you voluntarily disclose, like Kansas and Ohio, even though there's no specific laws, sellers are recommended to disclose anyway. In Vermont, disclosure is required if it affects the future use or value of the home. Um, <laughs> which, which, okay. you'd be you, funnily enough, <laughs> as I was doing some research for this episode, a lot of a lot of websites did feel the need to point out that a murder in the house will likely negatively affect the home's value. No kidding. <laughs> unless we're t- unless we're talking like. Jeffrey Dahmer's house or something like that and and someone w- and someone with a lot of money wants to buy that house. Some um, yeah, some of those. I think it was a few years ago. I think John Wayne Gacy's house was up for sale and just Oh, I Illinois represent. I don't Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to buy um, that, but the funniest because what the way a lot of uh states word it is that states have laws about disclosure with like um you have to disclose if the roof leaks. Mm-hmm. blah 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 but then they sit but then laws are written in a way that they say like something like a violent act or a death or anything like that is not a material right. fact yeah quote, material fact to the sale of the home and so mm-hmm. and so sellers are not required to disclose it my favorite carve out is massachusetts which their law excludes the disclosure of psychologically disturbing facts like murder but also, quote, this says it in their statutory language. You do not have to disclose parapsychological or supernatural oh. phenomenon. Oh, you don't have to tell them about yeah. the ghosts. So, See, the ghosts so are what I want to know about. If, Vincent, if the ghost of Vincent Price is in your closet <laughs> in Massachusetts, <laughs> just saying like, is that new bed a Casper? <laughs> oh, Hey-o. my God. hey <laughs> Did you remember to buy your estate plan at findlaw.com? <laughs> then the seller doesn't have to tell you that. That's pretty wild to me. You have to tell like windows that don't close, faulty foundations, uh, safety problems with, with mm-hmm. appliances, mold, environmental hazards. But you don't have to say if somebody got murdered in the house. Would you want to know? Yeah, I would because I would not buy because I would not buy that house. That, that would stop you from buying the house. Yeah, it would. It would stop me if the murder was unsolved. Well, Ooh. sure. Yeah, if yeah. the murder had been solved and the murderer was caught and in jail, I would probably be okay with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if 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 the you killer want, was on you, the yeah. loose, you don't want him coming back to the scene of the crime. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's fair. Now I'm just trying to think of situations where you would need to talk about the ghost stuff. Maybe if it starts to turn into like a Ghostbusters situation where there's like ectoplasm around, that becomes a physical. Like <laughs> yeah, if yeah. there's spectral goo <laughs> dripping from the ceiling, they should probably tell you about that because that's like a physical. Ectoplasm issue. is yeah. an environmental hazard. <laughs> it's going right. to rot the wood, really. <laughs> it's so funny to me because here in st louis we have this place called the lemp mansion the lemp family were like um the beer barons of st louis before before anheuser-busch even and there's this big mansion and now it's a restaurant and they do tours and a 
bed and breakfast and whatever. But many members of the Lemp family died in that house. Uh, one of them who was like the heir to the beer, to the brewing company, died in mysterious circumstances. And then a whole lot of suicides over the de- over the decades, like four or five members of this family. Wow, that is a lot. I would want to know that. Yeah. If I'm gonna buy if I'm gonna buy a mansion. <laughs> right. Um that there's a lot of uh that there's a lot of uh spirits hanging. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Making sure I don't making sure I don't <laughs> discover the secret formula for a eighteen seventies lager. <laughs> and also I have a little bonus legal tip in here as well. Um, and this is just a shout out because I love St. Louis so much. There's a really odd tradition here where kids who are going trick or treating are expected to come with a uh, with a with a joke, like a lame joke, to tell in exchange for candy. Okay, so it's not just trick or treat. You have to you got to perform a little bit. Here's why why couldn't the skeleton cross the road? I don't know why. He had no guts. Yeah. I was going to say he didn't have a body to go with. <laughs> I love Joe's reaction. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, are you going to try to out dad joke me on this? Because that's, uh, that's going to be Ooh, hard. The gauntlet's been yeah. thrown. What do witches put on their hair? What? Scare spray. <laughs> oh my what's gosh. a vampire's favorite? This is a very St. Louis joke. What's a vampire's favorite drink? What? Budweiser. Bloodweiser. Oh, okay. Blood yes, oh. he got it. He figured it out. Yeah, Bloodweiser. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> or Bloodlight, yeah. if it pleases sure. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to tell the kids of St. Louis out here, out there who are listening to this show, <laughs> if if an adult doesn't give you candy because you didn't think of a joke, you are legally permitted to egg their house. <laughs> We do not or condone their house. criminal activity uh. on this show. <laughs> it's not criminal if they refuse to give you candy. Cute kids in your costumes of St. Louis, come to my door, open your bag. You don't even have to say anything. I'll give you some. We'll, we got, we'll hand out candy. <laughs> no joke. Don't worry about the jokes. It's a weird thing. Yeah, that, I've never heard that before. That's interesting. I think it was a way to... A tradition that began as a Depression-era attempt to curb <laughs> hooliganism, sure, which included upending trash cans, turning on fire hydrants, and shooting out streetlights. Yeah, um, the theory seemed to be. I'm reading. I'm reading from a NPR article here. The theory seemed to be that kids would perform fewer pranks if they had come up with a harmless sort of trick to receive ah. treats. Okay, work on your jokes, kids, because <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't want I don't want to hear that anyone gives my name when they get arrested for vandalism. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I don't want that to be how we get pulled from the airwaves. I will say that no one of the name Andy Leonetti <laughs> even exists. Oh, oh, oh. See, now that would be a fun <laughs> yeah. horror movie plot twist that me and Joe have been talking to no one for two years. So right. creepy. And that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Find Laws, Don't Judge Me. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Check the show notes for related content. And if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at findlawpodcasts at thompsonreuters.com. Speaking of things that are too scary...
Has anybody ever been to a haunted house that was too scary? <laughs> that was terrible. That was so bad. There's nothing. There's nothing scarier than dead air when recording a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that was All really right. bad. I, I think I can. I you got it. I can, okay, yeah. thank God.